With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You can have all the talent in the world. If you're not dedicated, you will not get past that, that hurdle. It gives me extra go ladders, you know? Yeah. And um, it pushes me because what he's got, I want for myself, you know? The loss of him made me just... Say, listen, that's like, don't waste yourself now. Same again, I do believe in karma. It's like, what's that? What goes around comes around. Mm. And achieve the goals I've set out and um, be well respected, you know. As a fighter, I can't worry about if my mum's worried or if this is worried. Like, I know what I've got to do. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, and this is another episode of my story. And uh, we're here at Eat Sleep Media, and I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Welsh title contender, Mr. Lloyd Germain. How are you, mate? I'm oh, very well, thank you. Good to have you in. Eventually, eventually, uh, it's been a few um, missed appointments, but uh, I'm here. Now that's it. Never. Been looking forward to it, mate. And, and like I know, like yeah, last week you said, like, do you want to do it on Zoom or something? And I was like, we could, but I feel like having a chat in person is better. Yeah, definitely. And more, um, more in depth, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So, like, obviously you've got a fight coming up in a couple of weeks, which yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. But what, um, what I like to do with these, first and foremost, is kind of take you back to the start a bit and um, talk about your, your upbringing and how you got into boxing and stuff like that. What was yeah. you like as a kid? That sort of thing. Yeah, well, um, funny enough, I grew up not far from where we are now. Mm. Um, Butte Street, famous from me because um, obviously it's where my roots are. Yeah. So my dad lived and grew up and I spent a lot of time here walking past this very building, you know, and um, yeah, it's mad. It's mad to be here now doing a podcast for yourself in my yeah, place, in my, my place, like, you know? It's mad. It's, um, these are, they're like, there's loads of famous buildings and stuff around here as well, and they? yeah. they've got so much history in Cardiff. Yeah. And um, I feel like sometimes Cardiff, they're so keen to... Um, like modernize everything. Yeah. Did they like getting rid of all like those historical buildings and all the things which like you would have had you'd have seen growing up and that. Yeah. And they're all just getting turned into It is everything's new now, isn't it? Shit, no. But it's like um like everything, everything evolves, isn't it? And um yeah. you have got to move with the times or you get yeah. left behind, haven't you? So That's it, mate. Evolve what do they say, adapt or perish, you know? That's it. 
So got to go with it. Adapt and overcome. That's the way. Come on. How did you um? So how did you get to box it? Oh, first of all, what were you like as a kid? Was you well behaved? Were you good? Were you? Yeah, I was a good kid. I had um, obviously phases where I wasn't the best behaved. Teenagers made that. That's same. it. Growing up, but um, when I was young, I was obviously very respectful. You know, mm. um, as you should be. But yeah, um, I don't didn't really know what I wanted when I was younger. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um, come to obviously my teenage years, I used to mess around do whatever and um, always played sports, always played sports at a good level and um, I never really stuck to one. I played every sport in the book, like my mum used to say, she'd open a cupboard and it'd be like every, you, there'd be a tennis racket coming out of rugby, <laughs> book, football, like, every, I've, like I've done every single sport, you know, so um, obviously boxing, it was something I'd done when I was very younger, but it got to a point in my life I just didn't want to be a wasted talent, you know, yeah. um, and I'm very grateful now. And, Obviously, I put a lot of time into my boxing, and um, it's starting to pay off for myself. Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's weird. Like with fighters, particularly, it seems to be the ones that were like all different fighters I've spoken to. They were either very good at a lot of sports, yeah, or they were didn't really want that bothered about sport, and then they discovered fighting and boxing, and really went in that direction. Yeah. If you take boxing out of the equation, yeah. when you were younger, like what was your what was your go to sport, Jack, and was you were best at? Um, well, I played rugby at quite a high level. I played for like obviously the Cardiff districts and whatnot. Yeah. Um, played rugby for like I think about fifteen years from when I was very younger. You know, um, starting off like under sixes and then played till obviously senior rugby. But again, I'd be there two weekends out of the four and then my coach would be ringing me where is he then I turn up I'll have a, a, an exceptional game that I wouldn't be seen next week and then yeah. it was it's obviously teenagers you know growing up um, obviously my mum tried to keep me on the straight and narrow yeah, yeah and my dad but um, you've got to want it yourself haven't you and that's the main thing and that's why I've realised as, as, a, as a fully grown man now you can have all the talent in the world if you're not dedicated you will not get past that that hurdle that's dropping you back you know and um as you said, now I've got a fight coming up May 28th for the Welsh title and um, I'm fully, fully focused on that and um, I know 100% what I've wanted, you know. Um, when I turned professional, one of my one of my goals, if not my, my first goal, was to become Welsh champion and um, May 28th I got the opportunity to do that and that will be the first box I tick, you know. Yeah. And, um, first of I'm, many. First of many, definitely. Obviously you've got to set goals and the main goal is obviously to become a world champion but you've got to go through these building blocks first yeah, and um, May 28th we get the first one you know but I know you asked me obviously how am I feeling ahead of it yeah. I'm absolutely buzzing for you know um, obviously there's going to be nerves because if there's a nerves you, you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing I believe and the nerves bring out the best of you but that's not nervous about nervous energy like the fight that's just nervous energy and, um, will you get that just on the night or will it be like the build up to it or um, just on the night really obviously the build up towards the fight you get them little pre-fight jitters I, got, I like to call them but I'm fully focused you know I know mm. what I have to do I've put myself I've trained hard I've lived the lifestyle I haven't cut no corners so come May 28th I'm going to be there 100% and ready to get the job done you know crowd behind you as well crowd behind me um, obviously it's going to be live on BBC so it's a be big opportunity for myself and um, I was saying in the gym it's my coming out party you know yeah um, I've been in the sport now for four years. We've had, I had think eighteen uh, in eighteen months. I had three fights. Then I had two fights over the past two years. Obviously, 
due to things out of my own hands in regards to COVID and shows being not on. But um, the goals have always been the same. And I'm a strong believer in everything happens when it's meant to. And um, it's now my time, you know. Yeah, it feels so for you. It feels like everything's falling into place now. Yeah, right? definitely, one hundred percent. Pandemic's been hard, haven't it, for everyone? Like, I think, like I obviously I speak to a lot of fighters from boxing, MMA, and that. Yeah. And, like, it's been really tough for them, for you guys, because unless you were able to get on certain shows, there was nothing you could do. You just couldn't fight, and you know the amount of people I've heard about who were on the brink of turning pro, and then the pandemic come, and they kind of. <clears throat> had to make a choice of like what to do and a lot of them have just dropped out of it of course and because they've gone and done you know got a job or whatever in the pandemic of course and got out of the habit of obviously we, full on. I'm very fortunate obviously Tony Tony kept us all we was doing um, like training over uh, messenger we'd have a messenger group where we was all batting in and training and he was keeping the competitiveness obviously then I think so far into the pandemic he was allowed to train being a yeah. professional athlete so he's allowed to go to the gym, but it's all good and well training. When there was no fights, it was. It was a quite dark time. It's like time. a never-ending thing, isn't it? It was, because like, there was no guarantee. You didn't know when you'd be fighting. You didn't know when you'd have the opportunity again to, um, to come again. Um, and it did. You, you did get a bit jealous and envious because you could see boys getting on shows and you could see them continuing to take forward steps and yeah. they were just stacked in the same position. But if anything... I'll use that time wisely just to get better at what I wanted to do, you know, and um, same way wherever it would have been now, like I said, everything I believe happens for a reason and now is the time for me. I didn't go missing in COVID and wasn't around, I wasn't training, I've stayed at it, I've stayed hungry and that's why I'm now in this opportunity, I have the opportunity I do now, you know, I haven't had the opportunity and the phone's ringing, I haven't been training, I've been training flat yeah. out, you know. Been Obviously, ready like for when the phone yeah. call comes. Obviously, I've had this set in my head um, what I want from the sport, you know, and um, mm. it was more important for me not to take time off. Obviously, there was times off and I wasn't training maybe as um, uh, as strict as I am now, but yeah. I knew we would come. I was still working on other things. I was still running or on the bike or in the house working and um, just keeping sharp. And that's it. Fit. And keeping the mind just. I've always been focused, that's the main thing, on what I wanted, you know. I never fell off the bandwagon and jumped back on, I, I knew yeah. what I wanted. And it's, um, it's weird, like, because obviously it's been a tough period, but I look at people like yourself about to get a Welsh title, um, Welsh title, Welsh title shot, we'll say, just yeah. so we don't tempt fate, but like Welsh title. Of course. Um, and I look at Gav Gwynn and people like that, like, some, and I look at some of the MMA guys in Wales as well, and they've really come out with a come out of the blocks like after the pandemic you can tell the the fighters around the UK you can tell the ones who've Worked. been training non-stop yeah. even, Definitely. You know, whether it's you know like you say go, I, I can't train with anyone so I'm going to go out on a bike and I'm going to go home and I'm going to do some weights and I'm going to do some shadow boxing whatever it may yeah. be and then you can tell the ones who kind of were like uh, you've got to um, again you've got to adapt to it haven't you yeah. um, obviously we wasn't there being able to we was training, but it might have been different to our us your usual training sessions. I'd be still get with the work in. Mm. Um, I didn't sit on the settee and moan about it. I just yeah. done other things and used whatever I could. Yeah, well, yeah. I put a bag up. I done this. I whatever. Do you know what I mean? I was running. I was training. I was shadow boxing. I was on Zoom when we was training. Then we was in the gym and we we were still rubbing shoulders and working. And 
obviously Gavin, I was training alongside Gavin for some of yeah. his fights, you know. Um, during the pandemic, I think he had two. The first shot, I don't think he had much, um, obviously... Much of a camp. Much of a camp because he was so early on in the pandemic, so mm. things were different. But then obviously moving forward, we was all training alongside him. And you are correct, obviously I train with Gavin every single day. And um, you can see that he used that time wisely. And now coming out of the pandemic, he went into the pandemic as a Welsh champion. He come out now and currently he's the British and Commonwealth champion. And yeah. it gives me extra go that does, you know? Yeah. And um, it pushes me because what he's got, I want for myself, you know, obviously in a different weight division, but I want to achieve what he's yeah. achieved already. And um, I think you've got to have those people to look up to. Yeah, and the thing is, if you're working with these types of guys every single day, yeah. it inspires you, it motivates you, doesn't it? Because you see, like you say, he's got what you want and yeah. in the best possible way. Like, that's going to help, isn't it? Working with these people yeah, every day. Definitely. It only makes you better. Most definitely. It's like Lee. Obviously, Lee Selby's a very good friend of myself, uh, mm. mine now, outside of boxing. Obviously, I remember turning up to the gym Hi, how are you? And now it evolved to a good friendship. But I, he's someone I've always looked up to. Um, he obviously had a bigger amateur career than myself, but he didn't have a massive amateur background backing. Um, he didn't come into the pro game with a massive promoter, if that makes sense. And yeah. he went it, he's doing it the route I will be taking. He's gone from the small hall shows and he's boxed in front of the thousands, you know, and he's boxed on these big cards. And, um, He's someone I look up to very much, and um, it's been great to learn from him and obviously train alongside him. He's someone who's won the Welsh and he's gone all the way up to win the world title. So I want to follow in his footsteps mm. and do that for myself, you know. And like you said, if you're rubbing shoulders with these people and you're you're using not using them, but if I'm there with them and using their using knowledge, their knowledge, knowledge yeah, definitely to better myself, then you know you're in the right in the right vicinity, aren't you? Yeah, and around 100%. the right people. It's about yeah, and I think like with anything, whether it's sport or business or <coughs> podcasting, whatever. It's about um, when you meet people who are successful and, or when you're working with people who are successful is using them, not using them in a, like a nasty yeah, way, of course. but you're taking their knowledge, isn't it? Like, if they've been successful, there's a reason they've been successful. Like, and they can, if they've made mistakes, they might be able to say... Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm yeah. the type of person. If I want to know how something's done, I don't ask someone who thinks they know. I'll ask someone who's done it. Yeah, you know, obviously the the proof's in the pudding. Mm. There's no good me f asking someone, "Oh, how do you do it?" When he don't know, I just mm. ask the guy who knows how to do it, and then yeah. uh, take your own angle on that. You know, going um, just quickly, sort of back to those sort of teenage days. Yeah. When, what age were you when you you sort of first was like, right, boxing's my thing over other sports and then like who was sort of influential in that early progress well i'd been in the boxing gym from a very young age you know um i'd say 12 i went to obviously i used to train in highfields abc and ely and then i fell in love with boxing at a very young age but i never really knuckled down into it i was obviously very talented at it um and used to enjoy training used to enjoy the dedication side but I wasn't 100% into it, if that mm. makes sense to it, in regards to me being staying home and do, do, do. I went through the teenagers, dropped out and come back, but it was something I've always enjoyed doing. And then obviously, um, I don't know if you know, going back, I think f yeah, four years ago now, I lost, I, my, my, my brother passed away. Okay. Um, obviously, that then to me, it, it switched in my head that you have one life, you know, and you, in life you've got to make 
the most of what you've got. And um, Tony is obviously related to my brother as well. So at the funeral, I remember him speaking to my dad. Bear in mind, I'd be training up with Tony on and off here. And he said, oh, you, you enjoyed me training, whatever, you helped me out. And um, he mentioned to my old man about, yeah, oh, your son's got talent and when he's ready, send him out to me. And um, yeah, four years ago, I just put my head straight into it and I haven't looked back, you know. And mm. um, obviously, you know, that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I'm a strong believer in that. Yeah, and, um, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. It's quite, it's quite mad for me now. Um, it's actually his anniversary on the twenty eighth of this month, no, and uh, that actually falls on the same day I'm fighting yeah, for a Welsh title. And um, a, before every universe fates, that that's it. Made, it. And I'm a strong believer in numbers, and everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah. On that day, um, I will become Welsh champion. You know, and um, it's been a long road. Obviously, it's been many ups and downs for, yeah. throughout my whole life but the loss of him made me just say listen that's like don't waste yourself now you've got to try and do it to make everyone else rock proudies around you and um, give them something to be happy about you know and um, mm -hmm. like I said the 28th of this month is his anniversary I'm fighting for the Welsh title on the 28th through every pro fight I've had I've had 28 on my shorts it's like it's a big number for me and um, you can see now with a smile on my face, I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for the opportunity that I've been given. You know, Excited, I'm, yeah. I'm I am really I'm 100% ready. Ball of energy, mate. That's it. It's um, do you know, like you said something um a few minutes ago about like <clears throat> you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not dedicated to it, it's not enough. Yeah. Like, and I've been speaking to, to to Danny a lot, who's obviously he's a former world champion himself back in the day. Yeah. He's coaching world. He's got a couple of world champions within his midst now. Like he knows what it takes and he said you wouldn't believe the amount of people he come who see he'll come into his gym and you look at them the first night and you think wow like they're really they've got something yeah. special but then they'll disappear for four or five weeks they'll come back and it's ve and then it's, it's like what you say but it's like the, the, the time, time they take off dedication. and they're not applying their talent to the sport there's people who are turning up and every single day they're, they're getting better and better and better and better and you realise the one who didn't have as much talent is now better than the talented one because yeah. he's worked hard for it and he's learnt and he's... Talent can only take you so far, you know? Yeah, 100%. I, um, when I, very quickly, like when I was about like 15, 16, I was good at football. Like, yeah. really good. And, um, but I was just more, I was more interested in smoking and girls. Yeah. So like, my old man died when I was 16, so then he was the one who would make me go. So like I when I had training for like South Wales or something, he would say, I would say, oh, I don't want to go, and he'd, he'd be like, get in the car. Sure. You're going, yeah. yeah. So I would go, so I kept progressing, because it was good, and when I was there, I enjoyed it. It was just the thought of going there instead of going with my mates of course, and girls and that. That's similar to myself, like I said, I've played sports all my life. I'm, I love sports, you know? It's um, mm. a big part of my life is sports. Um, Obviously now boxing being a big, uh, a main front runner in my life, but yeah. 
I remember my grandfather used to say to him, oh yeah, he'd be, he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm playing rugby now this weekend. And he'd be like, well, enjoy it because you'll get to that certain age, you won't play. And I'd be like, oh, don't be silly, I'll mm -hmm. play forever and ever and ever. And he said, you won't when women come into it money <laughs> and going out with the boys and girls or whatever. Yeah. He said, you, you'll, you'll, you'll just, see, you'll see. Drift, you? And time goes like that. And I can remember him saying it to me. And now, obviously, so many years later, obviously, you can look back with that with hindsight as well, and he's right. Like he is right, but then same again. I think timing is everything, and everything happens for a reason. And this is now my time, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's interesting because, like, I'm not really one for for fate and things like this, and like which like you clearly are just by some yeah. of the stuff you said there. And um, I had uh, Murkage in your couple of months ago the rapper yeah yeah, yeah I know him and then um, he's very much for like things happen for a reason and he was he was explaining to me like he's got this thing of like you make a decision but like you were going to make that decision anyway and it's going to take you there and it's going to do that and you're going to make this mistake and things will happen the way they're supposed to happen and then we got into this whole thing about free will which was you know a little bit random like but like the more I've spoken to people like him yourself and then I'm looking at stuff like um, Andy who I do one of the football shows with yeah. his brother who's they're both ex-footballers super fit the nicest people you've ever met yeah last weekend his brother was out with his friends and they were celebrating someone's stag dude just had a couple of beers went for a meal and he dropped out like at the at the meal like Shit. and um, that really shook me like partly because obviously Andy's a very very good friend of mine yeah and I know Neil sort of in a, as an acquaintance and like it shook me because I was like they're super fit like you know they're so healthy that's it and I look at myself like and I smoke and I yeah. don't look after myself and I think you just don't know when that moment's going to come of course where, you know. right that's your time no of course and I never knew when I spoke to my brother and he said oh, I'll speak to you later I didn't know that'd be the last time I'd ever speak to him um, I do believe everything is written for us mm. like I think everyone's life is it'll go how it's meant to you can't yeah. change certain things you can't wish things to be different I think things happen and things happen for a reason it, definitely but the same way like you went back to you were speaking to Merkage becoming a champion has always been in my head no matter what's happened in my life I've still got that in my head you know mm. and it's just these little things that happen in your life that make you go harder for what you want mm. and make you appreciate what you have currently you know obviously I'm very fortunate in some ways I've got two beautiful children you know I've got a lovely family I'm I'm happy I'm in full health and um, I'm doing what I love to do every single day which is hard that, that alone some people don't like waking up in the morning to go and do a job they don't yeah. want to do so yeah I am fortunate but yeah I think everything does happen for a reason that's my turn of affairs yeah. anyway and um, yeah I'm, I'm kind of slowly coming around to it almost yeah. I think just from speaking to different people like well it's mad for me it's like I was due to be fighting on the 7th of May mm. I think we booked in to have this podcast in well before the 7th yeah, obviously right. it's now gone the 7th I missed the two I missed it. obviously we couldn't make the one whatever it got rescheduled mm. but, but it's now after the 7th you know and yeah. we're still here talking about my upcoming fight which is on the 28th and I remember it vividly like I was used to be fighting on the 7th my manager's phoned me he said listen I got some good and bad news um, the fight on the 7th is off but I got a Welsh title shot for you on May the 28th against Jake Tinkling and as soon as he said it the hairs went up on the back of my neck because 
because you recognise the day straight away. It's a very strong day for myself, and mm. everyone will say it's not like oh, he's saying twenty. I've always worn it on my shorts. I've always worn it in my thing. He's always with me every single time I'm in the ring, and um, yeah, that's why I believe it is fate, you know. And one of the big things was when I I've done interviews years ago. I said oh, I'll turn professional, and um, there's articles doing it. Or yeah, obviously, my first goal will be to become a world champion, and then. When it happened to fall on the day of my brother's anniversary, it's, it's it feels like it's all falling into place. Like yeah, it. obviously there's still I've still got to go in there and yeah, get the job done. That doesn't mean it's signed, sealed, and delivered. If that makes no. sense, but I'm applying myself every single day to better myself. And come May 28th, I will be in the best shape I've ever been, ready to win the Welsh title. You know, and um, like we said at the start of the program, this is where I'm from. I'll be bringing that belt back to here. You know. Yeah, I like it, mate. I like it a lot. Are you religious? Um, not really, to be honest. Yeah, and like obviously, I, I grew, I grew up where I went to a, a Christian school, but I'm not too religious. If something, mm. I just believe um, in your heart of hearts. If you're a good person, you're a goodie. And yeah. it's like I remember Bob Marley said, "If you're a goodie, he's a goodie. If you're a baddie, he's a baddie." You know, and it's yeah. it is true. I think he, he, we all have a conscience. Well, I speak on my behalf, and you mm. have a, I have a conscience. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. Um, obviously, you take religious religion aside. Yeah. Um, because again, you can have people who are very religious who are not the best people. people. Yeah. So I just believe I karma, you just have to be a good yeah. thing. And yeah, same again. I do believe in karma. It's like what's that? What goes around comes around. Mm. Um, you treat people good, or treat others as you are, as you want to yeah. treat yourself. You know. Do you know? It's um, it's weird. Like I got three teenage boys now, and like mm -hmm. I look back to when I was. A teenager like we discussed like yeah i was not always the best like i was i was hard work especially after my dad died like my mother it was hard and then um, like i look at my boys now and i'm so lucky because they're all pretty good they're mm. all doing well in school they're all not really interested in the same things that i was interested in of course in. and of course it's a different world now and with the internet and stuff I didn't have that when i was younger younger no of course but like being a parent changes you i think it changes the outlook on um, just on everything, like on you, what you want to achieve, on the way you look at the world. I, I don't know, like I had a conversation with someone recently who's just had their first child, and I said, mate, when you have that baby, the way you see everything will just change in a, in a moment. And he was like, no, no, no. It, and then he had the baby, and he was like, text me. He was like, yeah, okay. It does, because you don't want anything bad that's happened to you or you to come back and be bad for them, you know? Yeah. As a, as as fathers, you only want the best for them, don't you? And yeah, I, I they'll always they'll well. always be your baby, no matter how little they are. You know, it, like it's my mum. She brings me. She, I'm 32 nearly. You know, mm. <laughs> I can look after myself. I'm yeah. Don't need no one to look after me. But she's more worried about certain things happening than I am for myself. But that's yeah. just like it's a parent's just the instinct, job, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm learning slowly, I suppose. Like my oldest boy is 17, six foot two. He's a big boy, but he's got such a hard like work ethic, yeah. and like I keep almost not comparing him to me, but I'm worried he's going to make the same mistakes that I made, and I'm kind of slowly learning as they're getting older, the three of them, that they gotta, you gotta make your own mistakes, of course, and because that's what you learn from the most, isn't it? Is you learn from the things that go wrong more than what you do when yeah, they're if you're doing right, everything like, correctly all the time, you're not making no mistakes, you're not learning, you. you you're always correct, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah, you have to 
they have to make their own mistakes and learn what's right or wrong for them. But as mm. as their eyes, like you say, you, you want to make sure they don't make the mistakes you made. But then that's because different people, different people, different, different times. Of course, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Um, so someone sent in a question. Uh, I forgot his name. I think it was Gaz. I apologise if it wasn't. Um, he just said, uh, "What's your favourite tattoo?" Um. We've got a few people who watch who love tattoos and that. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it'd probably be my children's names, you know. Yeah. mean more to me. Or if not, i got family first on my wrist. Um, funny enough, I'm having a tattoo now done tomorrow. Is it? So, yeah. What have you done? I'm having um, Dream Without Fear and um, number 28 on my chest. So oh, nice. It's nice. Just um, ready for the 28th as well? Yeah, definitely. It's something I was always going to have anyway. You yeah. Know? But it just... But again, pulls nicely. And again, I booked the appointment before my last fight and then about, it had to get rescheduled till after my fight now it's falling on the day and then it's going to fall in before the fight before the fight so it's see it's weird time is everything I, mean, my, I think my old man told me it, it's like it's like um, standing on a bus stop if you're one minute too early you, you, you're one minute there before the bus arrives you're too early if you one minute after the bus is coming you're you too late it. and you miss yeah. it it's, it's all about timing you know yeah. who um, say like you was I know, like struggling, or you were feeling a bit rough, or whatever it may be. Who would you, who would you turn to for advice in your life? Like, who's who's your go-to people who like would talk you through whatever it is? You know, it have to be like obviously a major my mum and my dad. To be honest, my dad, he's more like um, my best mate. Mm. He's obviously he's my father, but he is my best mate. He's given me advice on things throughout my whole life, and again, did you always listen to it? Yeah, I know. Um, again, it's like you trying to tell your son yeah. how to do things. You listen to him, you take their advice on board. And there's some things I haven't listened to him to, and I found out maybe I should have. And there's some things I've listened to him and thought maybe, why yeah. did I listen to him? Yeah. Um, we're all individuals, and you're going to make your own decisions, no matter who you're mm. getting the advice from. But yeah, him or my mum, there's someone who's always been there for me, you know, and um, I'm very grateful for both of them. And um, they brought me up the right way, and I'm glad to be making them proud now you know mm. I am um, Ed J uh, J Manning um, a while ago now like yeah. a month or two ago and uh, I really really enjoyed chatting to him like we got on really well and he, um, it, but one, one thing which interested me when I was speaking to him obviously he's, he's quite young and, he, and and like I was asking him about like what his what his aims are for his career and he was kind of more of the opinion that he wanted to be known when he's finished his boxing career, he wants to be known for having incredible fights, like wars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for being like the best of the best. Of course, that's like a you know a natural progression, isn't it? If you keep winning, of course. But he said he wants to be known for having all-time classics like um, <coughs> like, like Gatti and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's is that something that you would go down that route or is it more for you more like you what you've got goals that you want to achieve me personally i've got goals i want to achieve and i want to be remembered for achieving the goals and um, most importantly i want to finish my boxing career and achieve the goals i've set out and mm. um be well respected you know um obviously there is going to be times where you do have the wars but i don't plan on having a war yeah. every single time i would rather be known for Knock them out first round. Knock them out first round, or just boxing exceptionally and yeah. showing your class. But yeah, it's um, each to their own, as they say. But me personally, I want to be remembered for achieving everything I've set out mm. for them. 
Yeah, the reason I asked that is because I was like, it was quite a unique take from him. Like I hadn't heard any all the fighters from both sports who I'd spoken to. I'd never really heard someone go down that route. Then. It is fair enough because um, obviously you're looking like the Otoro, um, Gatti, and Mickey Ward trilogies. They're the three probably three best fights ever. Ever, you know. Yeah. Obviously, there's been other great fights, but. You, People don't look at them to, and they, although they achieve great things in boxing, they don't really care about what they achieve because of the fights they were in. So yeah. I understand his take on it, but um, I'd like to be remembered for making, uh, achieving everything I set out in the, the pro ranks, you know, and um, yeah. being able to look back when I'm older on my armchair and say, yeah, I, it was tough, but, but we got there and um, we achieved everything we set out proved up from day one. Like, how hard is it though as well? Like, I ask all the fighters this. Getting like your job is effectively to get punched in the face every day, no? Like yeah, I know you, you, you don't necessarily. You, that's it. You do. Day, it's, it's, it's mad. It's like now when you spar, we'll be sparring. We'll wake up in the morning. We have your breakfast. You look forward to going to the gym. You know you're mm. sparring. You're gonna get whacked in the face. You spar for oh, six, eight, ten rounds. You after that, when you're sparring, you and honestly, you're trying to hurt each other, aren't you? Mm. You know what I mean? Um, as soon as the, the bell rings when the the, the last bells. Uh, the last one's done, you're both best mates. And that's yeah. why I think, that's why I love about the sport, you know, and I believe you, you, you got to have something in you. It's not for everyone. No. But um, I know one thing, it's definitely for me, like I love it, you know, and same way people, I'm say, how do you like getting whacked in the face? How do you? <laughs> so, to be honest, you try and move your head and not get it yeah. in the face, but it's Gotta like you can't go swimming without getting wet and it is something you take part of the job. But yeah, definitely, it's, it's not for everyone. No, you got to be unique mindset I think for it because of course it takes them in to get past the you've got to push shock of it as well no? whether you can be as fit as a fiddle if you're not strong mentally you won't push through these barriers you need to you know mm. you'll only keep oh if yeah. that's enough for you you'll stop you've got to it is more mindset and um, as as I've gone further in my career and further on in my life I've realised everything is mindset you know um, maybe if I had the dedication I did now when I was 12, 13 in rugby, I could have become a professional rugby player if I had, to, it, like, there's all these if buts, but what I've learned is you have to have it. And now, obviously, I'm a professional boxer, I still got the same mindset as I should have now. And um, that drives you each day, you know? Yeah, I think elite sport, you've got to have this mindset where, say, like, I know, for an example, say, like, Joe Bloggs in the street is training and he'll hit a point when he, where he's had enough. And it's almost like elite sportsmen, they go past that bit where you've had enough and they've got to push themselves and you've got to mentally get through those. You've got to mentally push yourself because when it gets to the world title fight or the cup yeah. final or something and you're in extra time or you're in the last round and it's the, you know, and you're knackered and your face is all swollen and yeah. you're, you are having that's one of those wars, you've got to push through. Definitely, that's what makes you a different fighter to someone else you know everyone's got their breaking point but it's how much are you willing to give you know and yeah. how much are you willing to take as well because it is gonna it's a fight at the end of the day no matter how good you are you're gonna get caught up in the fight and you're gonna get it you're gonna get cut there's gonna be blood but there's gonna be times where you want to quit but you don't you know what i mean well mm. obviously some do but you got to push yourself past that if you can't break the pain barriers in the training camps when you get into the fights you'll never do it you know yeah. and it's um, I'm sure I read before Usain Bolt I know it's a different sport but 
he used to run himself until he was physically sick, you know? Mm -hmm. And it shows then what he's putting in and putting your body through will pay off. Yeah, 100%. Well, you, you hear stories of like um, Ronaldo, don't you? Who, like when he was younger, he wasn't necessarily the best footballer. Mm. He had ability and talent, but what he would have is when everyone finished training, he would stay for another two hours. Yeah. Putting him, you know, take a free kick. Or and now you look at him, he's still going himself it, yeah. correctly, didn't he? And I'm sure, I've read before, um, I'm sure Conor McGregor said or posted something like, um, Kobe Bryant must have spent, say, like X amount of million in his off-season invested into himself. Mm. Obviously, everyone invests into everything, but your biggest asset is yourself and invest yeah. into yourself. And that's what cut him different from the rest because of what he was doing. And... Um, yeah, you've got to be able to do what it is and to achieve what you want in your life and to get the results you want. You know, you can't give 50% in training camps and then expect to turn up on the fight and be shining and win in um, spectacular fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you've got to be able to give it 100% and then if you was to come up short, you know you've given it, you've given it your very best, you know? Yeah, there's nothing worse in anything in life for us there than... Like, if you fail at something, yeah. yeah, we've all failed at stuff. If you fail at something and you feel like afterwards, I could have put more in or I could have done this differently, but not not necessarily looking back in hindsight, but like thinking, I could have done more. Yeah, There's nothing worse than that feeling. No. You, what's I saying? Like if, you, if you fail to prepare, you're, you're preparing yeah, you yourself fail. to failure, aren't you? And, um, that's why... There is times throughout your training camp, you should like train, eat, sleep, repeat your, your calorie counting, your working hard, your, your body's sore. You wake up the next day, you do it over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. These, these sacrifices you make. Um, mm. do, you get, do your body just get used to that as well? Like Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you get aches and pains. It's, it's like anything, but um, your body does get used to it. And it's... I'm sh like, how do I say, when you are in a bit of pain or you're sore, that session there, that's going to benefit you. In my head, that pushes you to another level, you know? Yeah. If I would have taken a day off and then recovered, I'm back down to work. Like, you're back where you were the Obviously, day sometimes less is more, but I'm, like, it was in my head. Like, yeah, I could see, I could definitely understand that, that, that thinking. Like, with them, the, the calorie counting and the weight cutting, like, how much do you cut from sort of walk around weight to fight weight? Well, I'd, you box it, I'd box at 10 stone 7, you know, welterweight. Um, See, for someone, for a 40-year-old chubby man like me, like, I'm like yeah. 10 stone. Well, um, Those were the days. That's what I mean, dude. Look, I'm, I'm big for that. Yeah, you're tall, anyway, you know, but I'm, I always keep myself in good nick anyway, mm. to be honest. And I don't, I don't, I'm fortunate. My weight doesn't fluctuate too much. So I don't have lots to cut, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I'm talking about, what, 10 pounds, which is not a lot. I know some of these no. UFC cut fighters cut down the, sure. the night before you know and whatever but obviously that's over a training camp yeah but then in my benefit is that i stay close to my fighting weight so my body isn't going yeah up too much and dropping and then up too much that's what you see a lot of fighters once their career is finished in the sports their weight balloons up because they their bodies always is their weight's going up and down too much up and down too much up and down mm -hmm. too much and they lose they're putting on too much weight to lose too much weight it's, they're almost killing themselves to make the weight. You know, you've heard that oh, he's killed yeah. himself. Yeah, he's made the weight, but he's not made it healthily, really. He's dropped, like, two stone to get to where he should be. Mm. That's not normal, you know? No, it's not. And it's like, I, I always think 
for those guys who do blue that between fights, like it, when it's not, it just cannot be healthy to like drop that much weight to then go and put yourself through, you know, exer- ex- exertion like you do for a professional yeah. fight and that, and then do it again and then go up and down and up and down because, like, so say for you, you're constantly in and around yeah. where you need well, to be. Yeah, it's like if, you, if, you, if you've got to be there and you're up there and you're down there, yeah. you're not, if you just bob above it naturally. But also, when you're doing your training camp, if you've got to lose two stones, say, in as well as do your camp, yeah, like, you're trying to cut calories and diet whilst also trying to train for an elite level like for, for myself it'll be now like obviously the last two weeks you are training on less calories yeah. because you, your weight's dropping come 20 seconds after I've jumped on the scales I'm refueled and hydrated and I'm back up to where I need to be you know mm. but um, I'm still getting results from training at the weight I am I'm not I haven't lost two stone to become to 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 then be sparring and feeling weak and feeling fatigued and obviously when you are feeling like that, that's when injuries do occur as well. So yeah, I look after myself in and around boxing anyway, you know. And yeah. um, does um, do you miss like watching you fight? She says it gets her nervous. Obviously, it's, um. So the way I compare it, right, is. Um, just very quickly, go back to my older boy, right? He was, he played, um, mm. he was a goalkeeper for Cardiff, right? And mm-hmm. Tapswell and a couple of academies when he was younger. And I used to hate watching him when he played at the higher levels because, one, if he makes a mistake as a goal, two, the goalkeeper always gets the blame. Of course. So I found it really upsetting because you feel helpless, like, because it's, like... It's your kid who you want to protect and you want to do this and that, but it's it's all on him. It's all down to him. And he he was very good and blah blah. But like, I can only imagine if I'm watching my kids or my significant other or someone who I care deeply about fighting, then it would be very stressful. Yeah, well, even like my mum. My mum can't really watch it. Obviously, like I said, I'm still her baby, but I make sure that I'm applying myself 100% and um, I make sure that come the end of the fight that they're not going to be giving me commiserations and they're going to be celebrating, you know, and yeah. that's, that's, that's what else drives me f- to um, to every session and to make sure I, obviously win, lose or draw, they'd be happy, but mm. in me it's, it's win, win, win and um, I think that's the mentality you've got to have in this game, but yeah, they do get nervous, it's like... I remember my one friend came, he's a bit of a lump and he can look after himself again. And um, I said to him, did you enjoy it? And then, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I remember we went out for food. He said, if I'm totally honest, bro, I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I said, why is that? He said, you're my, you're my good mate and you're in there. And I know one one punch and you go down the bird or whatever. And I said, mm-hmm. that's that's it. I'm I'm in myself, you know. And um, that's where you prepare yourself and live the life 100% to make sure you're ready and obviously yeah. I don't let their nerves get get, get to, to me, you, you know? like, yeah and I think you, like, can. you, you can, can't can you can't know? and it's, it's it's natural isn't it that the people who care about you the people who love you or whatever of course like, they care so they don't, want, they don't want anything to happen to yeah. you do they but you just um, I just tell them yeah no, I, I'm 100% ready so that you mm. you say that though like I get 
obviously in the last couple of years where I've got to know fighters and stuff and some of them I call friends and that and some you know I know a few of them quite well from boxing and MMA I find it much more stressful watching them now than I did yeah you four because you've got like an emotional interest in not just them winning but it's like of course it's like me if I watch any of my mates who are training alongside or anyone I know fight you are you are like you're emotionally connected yeah. to them you know you, you, you can speak to them you know you know how much it it means to them. 100%. So that's why I think everyone gets worried for, you know? Yeah. And again, if I got a conscious, a big conscious myself, so I want to see everyone who's close to me and everyone who I know get the best out of what they want to do, you know? And mm. um, that's probably why you do have a bit of um, nerves in you. But then, as a fighter, I can't worry about if my mum's yeah, worried course, or yeah. if this is worried. Like, my, I know what I've got to do. I know they're there supporting me, and if I'm honest, when when I'm going into the ring, knowing all my loved ones and my family there, if I, it pushes me, you know. Mm. Do you go me. like um, like on the day or on the night, or is it like tunnel vision sort of thing where you've got to kind of block everything out, and then it's just all about the fight, or do you embrace like the atmosphere and stuff as you're preparing for it? Um, a bit of both, really. Obviously, come the week of the fight, I'm I'm zoning in, ready for for the actual fight, and then obviously once the weigh-ins out the way, and then um, the following day you're fighting, I'm the atmosphere picks me up. You know, mm. this one's going to be a big big occasion. You know, obviously with the date falling on the 28th, it's live on BBC. I'm fighting for a world title. Like the pressure's not going to get to me. It's going to make me better, you know. And I yeah. believe that'll um, you'll see the best version of myself come May twenty eighth, and um, I will be using it to push me on, you know. Do you know um, a lot about your opponent? Yeah, Tinkler. Yeah, Jake Tinkling. Um, obviously, we box on the same shows. We've sparred rounds, and um, we're both familiar of each other, you know. Mm -hmm. Obviously, come fight night. There's no more. Um, friendliness, friendliness, you know, and that's how it, that's what it is. Whoever I would be fighting for the Welsh title, it'd be the same mentality for whoever's in the opposite corner for not just the Welsh title, but for whoever, whatever fight I'm in. Mm. You know, um, we're both in there to win. And um, Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, we are familiar with each other, but... It's not going to be familiar on May 28th because it's going to be a different Lloyd Germain he sees to who he sees when we spar or whenever, yeah. you know? Tactically, what sort of fight do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be like um, toe for toe or quite technical? or? Obviously, it's 10 rounds, so I can imagine it's going to start quite technical. But um, we're prepared for whatever way the fight turns out to, you know? And um, I'm going to be fully prepared and as ready as I can be come May 28th. And... Mm -hmm. um, I know what I've got to do to win, and um, I know how much this means to me winning this title. So it's, it's I'm one hundred percent there, and I'm there in full spirits, the best version of me, ready to win the title and bring it back to Cardiff. Love it, mate.
absolutely love it. I can't wait. Really excited for the fight. Um, and like on Welsh boxing, we mentioned Gav Gwyn. Obviously, Joe Cordina's fighting. Yeah. For the world title in uh, Cardiff, and it's the weekend of um, the Wales football uh, playoff uh, playoff final as well. So that could be it. Could be some. Uh, some few months for Wales, Welsh sport. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Joe's a good friend of mine as well. Mm. I speak to Joe. We I run with Joe. Joe, someone get I look up to. Get answer my text then. Yeah, I'll get him. <laughs> Joey, get back to him. No, but um, yeah, he's someone I look up to as well. He's mm. obviously further on in his career. Me. He's smashing it, and um, I wish him nothing but the nothing but the best. And I do believe um, June fourth, he will become world champion. Um, and what a way to do it in your home city. But uh, he's someone I look up to, and um, obviously we're in opposite ends of our career. He's fighting for a world title. I'm fighting for a Welsh championship, uh, Welsh title. But I think June fourth, Cardiff will have a new Welsh champ- champion and a new world champion. And um, I've got my eyes fully set on the prize, and I know Joe has as well. And um, it'll be a massive. Um, a massive occasion for Cardiff and for Welsh boxing to have um, another Welsh champion. Hundred percent. Do you think? Um, so you know when you, let's say when you win the Welsh title. Yeah. Right? Will you have like a, a party celebration blowout after that weekend, or will it be almost back to work Monday for the next goal? Obviously, um, got to enjoy yeah, this. Of course you do. Of course you do. You got to have your celebrations. But for me. I'm not focusing on anything other than May 28th and just winning, you know, once yeah. I've won the title um, after my fight, then then I'll obviously enjoy some pizzas and enjoy a yeah, little yeah. downtime, but it will be straight back to it, you know. Um, obviously, you can see the way our boxing is going at the moment and these massive shows are getting put on in Wales and I know Gavin Gwynn's due, due to be fighting in Wales soon, so um, first stop is May 28th get the Welsh Championships, bring it back to Cardiff, then enjoy a little downtime, whatever, get straight back on the grind and um, work to the next goal, you know. Mm. But the first goal is winning the Welsh title on May 28th. Yeah, I guess I should have reworded, I should have worded that question yeah. slightly different and just said, like, after a fight to celebrate and yeah. you go straight back to it. But I'm confident that you're going to win a Welsh Yeah, yeah, I'm, so. I'm fully confident, but that's the type of person I am. Like, if people ask me, oh, what are you doing after? Like, yeah, I'm just focused on I'm the fight. I'm so like, zoned in on that date, you know, and um, once I win, yeah, there will be celebrations, we'll be eating whatever pizza. I want to what's eat. Your food, what's your go to junk food? No, oh, I love a pizza. Where from? Um, you would like a like, like a Domino's proper, or Papa John's proper or Italian pizza, like from an Italian. Yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky. Obviously, I have um, Pizza Villaggio in Whitchurch who sponsor me, nice. and their food is lovely. Um, obviously, go there for pasta and whatnot. But after yeah, the fight, we'll be going there for pizza, Peroni and um, prosecco. That's, that's, the, way, that's the plan. I like it. Well, um, so would you say like pizza is like your your guilty pleasure food wise? I love a pizza. Obviously, I'm from the Caribbean, so I love Caribbean food. You know, my old man's a top chef. He he knocks up all the Caribbean dishes for myself. And um, exactly, mate. I like a bit of Caribbean food. My missus don't. She don't like it. it. Again, each for their own. You gotta have it. Gotta let it. Give us something else, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I love Caribbean food. I'm a food guy. You know, I don't go out drinking a lot, so Mm. I find what I do do is eat a lot. Yeah. Um, I've got a terrible sweet tooth, so. Was it like sweets, desserts, or like? Um, I like I like sweets and desserts to be honest. Okay. What's your favourite sweet? Because this is right up my alley now. See, sweets. Um, 
Do I love a sports mixture? Yeah, everything no, sports related. No. But you know, um, yeah, I love a sports mixture. I like them um, like like fizzy sweets. Like yeah, I was gonna say them sour pops, or sour yeah, patches. Sour ones, them, yeah. yeah, they're nice. Anything really. Yeah, I'm I'm like a big terrible for them. Yeah. yeah, me too. Like after a fight, I want a big sweet box. You know, they do them now. Yeah, for, so that's it, mate. It's um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, but then it does matter that they're like your. Like you like pizza and sweets and crisps yeah. and, and, and desserts and that. Like that's your go-to sort of yeah. guilty pleasure if you like. But like you still don't really balloon up. No. In between like. But then I suppose that's down to the amount of calories you burn off, I suppose, isn't it? It is, but then again, unfortunately, obviously my body type, I don't really put too much weight on. But um, again, I don't eat, even when I'm not in camp, I won't eat continuous yeah. rubbish. You know, I, I like to stay healthy. I like to... Um, look after my body and I do find after the fight usually if I have two or three days where I'm eating junk it makes me feel worse you yeah know? it's because I've spent so much time eating healthy and obviously I'm not nobody I'm not an eat like there's times I will eat yeah loads of junk but your body doesn't really agree with it as much as no, if, some, if you live off it all the time you know the thing is right I, 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 I'm a massive believer in particularly over as I've got older like if you say you I don't know you go on a diet or you you eat healthy like for a, a long period of time and then you have a couple of days of takeaways and junk food and that your body doesn't like it no because it your body's it. used to having all this good stuff yeah definitely and then it's just like what's this <laughs> yeah that's it and that's it makes you can make you feel there's only so much junk you can eat you know what i mean i find probably speak on behalf of all combat fighters they you regimental once you've fought then after it is Go eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this, and it's like, boom. It's not yeah. actually, it makes you feel too well. But again, I'm fully focusing on what I've got to do, and once I've achieved what I want, I want to, I'll go on to something else. Yeah. So, like, you don't want to be in, win your fight, and then spend two, three weeks eating junk, and then it's back to the yeah. grind, and again, you're losing so much weight, or you're feeling. And the thing is, you never you know when you're going to get an opportunity, you. You That's never it. know, like, you might get a phone call in six months' time or whatever. And they might say, "Oh, there's a British title. Someone's not. Someone's dropped out. Of course. Do you want it? If you're not ready, because you've bloomed up in between fights. Of course. That's why this fight is such a big one for myself. Obviously, to become champion of my my country is massive alone. Um, to write myself in history books. That's what I want to do. You know, speaking to Tony about it, he said, you, you "Put yourself in history. You know, for my children's children to be able to say, oh, mm. my grandfather, my children's children, whatever. He was once Welsh champion. Obviously, that's not my end goal." But it is a goal of mine which I first wanted to tick and yeah, you have to be ready for when the phone rings and obviously winning this title then other doors are gonna open, aren't they? Yeah. So it's, it's not it's not oh, if when that I've achieved everything yeah. it's time to sit down. No, this it pushed me onto another level now and then um you just gotta make sure you're there when the opportunities arise and there is fighters who probably if they did apply themselves a little bit better when the opportunity come to themselves they would have probably won and they probably say that to you yeah. himself, but they, they, you can't play catch up in this sport, you know? No. Like, you've like got to be said, ready, you know? Well, like half hour, 30, 40 minutes ago, like you've got to embrace stuff as it's coming. You can't look, you don't want to look back afterwards and think, oh, you know, I had to turn it's, down this fight because I wasn't ready. Because no, of I course, was, and it's sports, it's a small window, isn't it? You yeah, know what I mean? It's not a long career, it's not going to be really? forever, you know? Mm. And, um, just gotta make sure you apply yourself correctly while you have the while you're in the time 
frame that you're in, you know, and anything that comes to them within those X amount of years, if you're living the lifestyle for those years, obviously you've got to have your time where you're out at the gym after fights and a little downtime, that's life. You've got to break things up, otherwise it does just get monotonous. Yeah. But go enjoy your holidays, enjoy time with your family and eat these little things. But you've got to stay fully focused and know that whatever comes my way in this, this time frame, my career is not going to last forever. Um, I want to make sure while I'm in my career that anything that comes to me, I'm there and I'm going to be 100% willing to win it because I've been preparing myself, you know? Mm. Yeah, 100%. So just to finish us off, mate, I'm going to ask you a couple of like um, quick fire questions, if you like, just a yeah. quick questions. Um, what's your favourite city in the world? I'll probably say Cardiff, it's my home city, yeah. you know, I love, I love where I'm from and um, I'll never forget where I am from. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say Cardiff, to be honest. Okay. Favourite country to visit? I have to go Jamaica, Roots. Okay. Uh, favorite or preferred music? Favorite music type of music? Um, I'm quite diverse with the music, you know. I don't mind, but obviously, I. All right, favorite move, favorite music to drive to. Drive to depends if I'm going to the gym. I want someone to pick me up if yeah, I'm going yeah. on a, a nice drive by the seaside or wherever. I'd like um some maybe some reggae, you know. Mm. Okay. Um, What's your entrance? Do you know what your entrance music's going to be? Yeah. Was it? Um, I'm having Naz hate me now for this one. It's a classic. 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 And it's um, it's one when I listen to it, it's really get to your switch, you know. Mm. So um, interesting. Yeah. Buzzing for it. Interesting. Um, where would you like to be in f- like five years from now? Would you say you're 32 now? So I'll that be would 32 take you to 37. In, 32 in July now. So, um, five years time you'll be 37 yeah in July like where would, where's the perfect perfect world for you there um, obviously five years time from now I'd like to achieve everything I've set out in boxing I'd like to become world champion in five years you know obviously first stops May 28th and win this Welsh title um, keep progressing then and go on to win obviously a British title and then become a world champion but in five years I'd just like to achieve what I've set out for in boxing, be full of health and um, be with all my loved ones, you know. 100%. Um, big house on the hill. That's it, mate. That's it. That's the, that's the dream. That's so, it. So, um, the last question I like to ask in these shows is, um, I don't know, it's a weird one. People people take it a different way and they, yeah. they kind of, they have different answers. But um, Lloyd Germain, what's the meaning of life? Um, to be happy, be positive, you know. Um, things are going to happen in life that are not going to go your way. Um, be grateful for what you have and um, enjoy it. Like we was on about boxing doesn't last forever and you only have a, t- a short time to be afraid. Mm. Life doesn't last forever, you know. So mm. um, enjoy every not. day and embrace it and um, do the things you like to do. Don't let people tell you not to do them. And um, meaning in life is just to be happy. Most important, you know, and enjoy it. Be a good person, I that's think, it. is uh, the thing, isn't it? Of course. Treat, treat again, people... Like, I that's with my conscience. Again, like we were saying, obviously I know I mentioned everything, what the meaning of life is too, but yeah, be happy, be a good person, mm. and um, treat people with care. Obviously it's mad because you probably speak to people who are combat fighters or whatever, and our job is to hurt people. Yeah. But um, on a whole, I'm a, I'm a family man, and... Mm. Um, 
nice guy. I don't like nice guy. I'd like to say, you know, mm. thank you. You said it yourself, but yeah, I don't really enjoy hitting people outside of boxing. That's yeah. not something I I enjoy doing. So yeah, it's nice to be nice. That's I could say. Do you know what's up? Like coming out of the pandemic, I've noticed I see so many things on like social media, like people just basically being knobheads to people, like just horrible for no reason. Yeah, what does and that I just get don't you? Don't get it at no. all. Like just treat people how you would want to be treated is how I was brought up, and like I just don't understand how people can be the way they are. Like you know, but it is what it is. Um, guys, make sure you check out Lloyd's fight, twenty eighth of May. Welsh title fighter on BBC Live. And uh, of course, check out violentmoney.co.uk. Check out their YouTube channel, uh, Violent Money TV. And uh, if you use the code ACE20, you can get 20% off, uh, including this nice weekend of Friendly t shirt, which they've got a collaboration going with. But uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Don't forget, Roger Gig Show live every Thursday. Danny Batten Fight Show live every Sunday. Nice one. See you later. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Enjoy that, buddy. Yeah, it's good, good, man. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.